Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is Revelations chapter 11, and music is Spirit Song, sung by the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir.
chapter 11. Let's read a couple of verses of Scripture. There was a given me a reef like unto a rod, and the angels stood saying, Rise and measure, underline measure in there, the temple of God, and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without, the temple leave out, and measure it not, underline it, for it is given to the Gentiles. In the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months, three and a half years. Put right beside that verse of Scripture. Verse 3 says this, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. Right beside that verse of Scripture, put twelve hundred and sixty days. You're going to have two witnesses, and we're going to tell you they are in just a few minutes. You're talking about a blessing, but that's going to be a blessing. Chapter 11, verse 1 and 2 says this. We're now about halfway through the book of Revelation. Revelation 11 is by far the most important chapter in the book of Revelation. The key to understanding Revelation 11 is believing what you read. If a man believes the book of Revelation as it stands when he he gets to Revelation chapter 11, verse 1, 2, and 3. He will have to believe in the rebuilding of the Jewish temple of Jerusalem. The exact time of the temple's existence is found in Revelation chapter 11, verse 2 and 3. It is 42 months, three and a half years. Then if that wasn't enough, you're told in Revelation eleven fifteen that there will be time when the kingdom of the world, not the kingdom of God, are going to be become Jesus, belong to Jesus, not to the Roman Catholic Church. That isn't all. You will find something else. Every preacher in chapter 11, you will find a rapture, chapter 11, verse 12, a catching up of somebody who was killed. This taking place long before the whole white throne judgment. Then in Revelation chapter 11, verse 8, you are told that Jerusalem is called Solomon, Egypt, in this dispensation, and yet it's going to be restored. Jerusalem is not literally Sodom, but spiritually it's likened who, who that city, unto that city. Isaiah 1, 9 and 10, Deuteronomy 32. 30 and 33, Jeremiah 23, 14. Jerusalem is spiritually likened to Egypt because of its gross idolatry and idolatry reveal in the days of the two witnesses. Ezekiel 23, 3 to 19. The statement where also our Lord was crucified, verse, verse 8. And Identifies the city of Jerusalem. Revelation 11 describes the beginning of the last three and a half years of the Great Tribulation. John was given a reef like unto a rod. We call it a measuring stick. Ezekiel 40 and 3, Zacharias 1 16. The temple, the altar, and the worship worshipers were included in the measurements. This suggests that God will. Preserve and protect the temple, the altar, and those who worship there. Measuring speaks of marking or claiming for worship. When Jews, when the Jews 
asked Pilate to release Barabbas and crucify Jesus. They asked that his blood be upon them and upon their children. God sent Israel aside for a season. He did not cast them away, but gave them up to blindness until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. When true worshipers set up again, it will be Jewish worship after the man of Israel rebuilding the temple. Verse 3, we're dealing with Jews in this passage and Jewish law demands two witnesses, evidence concerning matters of law, religion, or the dealing of men with one another. Deuteronomy 17, 6, 19, 15. Two men appeared at the Lord's ascension. Acts 1, 10. Two angels were in the tomb of Jesus the morning of his resurrection, John 20 and 12. In Luke chapter 10, verse 1, this 70 were sent out two by twos. Verse 4, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. Verse 3, we're dealing with Jews in this passage of Scripture. Verse 4, notice the two witnesses are called. The two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. The Mormons believe that the first witness is the Bible and the second witness is Joseph Smith. Book of Mormons. That's a lie. No gold place in this passage. Mrs. Mary Baker Eddy thought that one witness was the Bible and the other witness was the key to the scriptures. She said she was going to die and requested in her will that a telephone be placed in her grave so she could phone up to prove she wasn't dead. If the poor soul wasn't dead, she wouldn't have needed a telephone to start. Went down in the, in the hole, she could have phoned up from that house. The Christ rejecting Jews thinks that the Old Testament is the first witness and the talent, T-A-L-M-U-D, is the second witness. The, uh, the converted Mohammedanism thinks the first witness is Abraham, Isaac, Moses, and law. And the second witness is Mohammed. The two Witnesses are not books. There are two anointed ones. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 11 through 14. Notice how these witnesses will be permitted, protected. They will spit fire on them and kill them. Verse 5. If any man will hurt, then fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Verse 5. These two witnesses are on that bottom of your Bible. Put this in Moses and Elijah. Malachi 4, you'll find out who the two witnesses are. Moses and Elijah. Verse 6. There's no doubt about the first witness. All Elijah had power to stop rain. In James chapter 5, 17, 1 Kings 17, 1, Elijah stood before the Lord of the whole earth. He was present on the Mount of Transfiguration, Luke 
9, 27 to 35, Matthew 17, on the right side of the candlestick. And guess who was on the left side? Moses. The second witness has power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. There is just no doubt about who this this is. This is Moses, a Bible-believing preacher, can preach on the second coming of Christ. Moses and Elijah, temple to be rebuilt, and his second millennium worship restored to Jerusalem. You can preach it, brother. Country preacher can count on history going in a complete circle and re- repeating itself to the letter without any fear of being wrong whatsoever. Second Kings 110, Numbers 16, 31, 34, and 35, Exodus 33, 20, and 21. Moses and Elijah was both anointed. <laughs> Enoch wasn't. Moses and Elijah stood by the Lord of the whole earth. Enoch doesn't. Moses and Elijah both destroyed their enemies by far. Enoch didn't. Moses and Elijah smote the earth with plagues and kept it from raining for three and a half years. Enoch didn't. Moses and Elijah were on Mount Sinai 40 days and nights. Enoch wasn't. Moses and Elijah were only 40 days and 40 nights with nothing to eat and drink. Enoch wasn't. Moses and Elijah both had ministers who took up their ministry. Joshua and Elijah. Enoch didn't. Moses and Elijah both appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Enoch didn't. Moses and Elijah are the last two human beings mentioned in the Old Testament, Malachi 4, and they are mentioned in connection with Mount Sinai, Horeb, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 34, 5, and 6, Moses did not stay buried. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jude 9, Michael and the devil disputed about Moses' body. Some think could not be Moses because of his body. Verse 7, And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that descended out of the bottomless pit shall underline this, make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them. Verse 8 said, And the dead body shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt. Underline this, where also our Lord was crucified. Underline both of the next two verses of Scripture. And they of the people that kindred and tongue the nation shall see their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. Right beside that verse of Scripture, that attend, Put a satanic Christmas. That's what they're talking about. Sending gifts. It's a satanic Christmas. Verse 7 tells us that the two witnesses have finished their testimony. The beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them. 
will overcome them and kill them. What form of death they will suffer is not stated. The beast, the beast is a man, angel out of the bottomless pit. The king of the bottomless pit, he has two names. He has a Hebrew and a Greek name. He is an angel of destruction. He is the son of prediction. Verse 8, the Jews believe that the spirit of a dead man hovers over the body for three days. That is the reason when Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, he waited until the fourth day. Had he had raised Lazarus on the third day, the Jews would have said it was no miracle. These two witnesses will lie three and a half days so the Jews, according to the Jewish belief, will know the Spirit was departed. When the three and one and a half days are over, something extraordinary and extraordinary and extremely unusual happens. Verse 9, our old world will view these bodies for three and a half years. Verse 10, when these two witnesses die, parties are in progress. Gifts are being exchanged. The whole country is having a good time. This could be talking about Christmas time and having a satanic Christmas. Verse 11, and after three days and a half, underline the spirit of life from God entering into them. Underline that. And they stand upon their feet and grit. fear fell upon them which saw them. Verse 12, and they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them, it says, come up hither, that's another little rapture. And they ascended up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies beheld them. Verse 12. Verse 11, I wonder what some folks thought when they met these two witnesses coming down the street very much alive. I would think the party came to an end. Give passing ceased. People got upset at what they seen. Dead people come alive. Verse 12, this cloud is present Acts 1, 9 and 11 through 11. When Jesus is caught up, the cloud is present in Matthew 17. When Moses and Elijah appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration, this cloud is present at the second coming of Christ and the cloud present again in Revelation 14, 15, 16. I wonder if they were making plans to put these two Fellows are dead for a second time when they begin to slowly rise to towards the sky. They never reached a decision because the Lord God Almighty took them up into heaven. Verse 13, 14. And the same hour was there a great earthquake, and the tenth part of the sea fell, and in the earthquake were slain of men, seven thousand underline that. And the raiment were frightened and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second world was passed, and behold, the third world is coming again. Verse 13, I underline the whole thing. This is the last part of the three, last three and a half years of tribulation. And the seven angels sounded, and there were great forces in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Verse 13 and 14, as the two witnesses begin their ascension, the earth begins to tremble, wrong, and go into a mighty convulsion. 
earthquake, one-tenth of Jerusalem is leveled, 7,000 die. This happened the same hour that two witnesses were taken up to be with the Lord in the air. God is bringing a quick conclusion to man's wicked control of earth. God deals in earthquakes. When Jesus died on the cross, there was a great earthquake, Matthew 27, 51. When Paul and Silas prayed in the Philippian jail, God answered their prayer with an earthquake, Acts 16, 26. In Revelation 6, 12, there was an earthquake so great that mountains and islands were taken, shaken loose. In Revelation 16, 18, we were told there would be a great, earth, great earthquake. Like no earthquake that has ever been, man spent millions to build bombs to blow up cities. God needs no bombs. He speaks a word, and his words surpasses any bomb man had ever made or ever will have made. Verse 15 is sounding the seventh trumpet. The sounding of the seven trumpets includes all that happened down to chapter 20 and verse 3. When it sounded, John heard great voices in heaven. This is the announcement that the time had come for Christ to, to take the kingdom. Though the kingdom does not fully come into his possession for three and a half years, two things are taught in this verse. The kingdoms of this world are headed for doom. We're not going to build a kingdom ourselves on this earth. All this talk about kingdom building and bringing in the kingdom is unscripture. Jesus, number two, is going to come and bring the, his own kingdom on earth. The devil is the god of this world, Second Corinthians 4.4. 4. He controls it, and under God's permissive will, the devil gives it to the people like Nebuchadnezzar. Hitler, Castro, the devil can give you all the power you need. John 19, 11. All you have to do is believe him instead of the word of God. Read Luke 4, 5, and 6. The kingdom of the world belongs to the devil, and he gives them to us at our will. Read Jeremiah 27, 4 and 5. You will find out that God the Father himself delegates this power to Satan and satanic personalities. Verse 16, 17. And the four and twenty elders were set before the God on their seats, fell upon their faces to worship God, saying, We give him, we give thee thanks, O God, God Almighty, which are and was and are to come because thou hast taken in thee Thy great power and has reigned. Verse 16, 17, and 4 and 20 elders fell up on their faces and worshiped God. Then they cried out in verse 17. Jesus came the first time as a baby in a manger, tender lamb. He's coming the second time in the revelation in great power taking vengeance of them that know not God. Psalm 1, 4 and 6, Psalm 37, 9 through 17. In Revelation 11:16, you have the four and twenty elders worshiping God in the third heaven and saying something which looks backwards on the millennium reign of Christ. Verse 18, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come in the time of the dead that they should be judged 
and that thou should give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints of them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldn't destroy them which destroyed the earth. Verse 19, And the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was set, seen in the temple the ark of his testimony, and there were lightning, voices and thunder, and an earthquake, and great hail. Verse 18, in verse 18, the nation of the earth were very angry. The devil's cried as mad. God is about to judge the wicked in final judgment, and the nations were angry. This passage is found in Revelation 28 and 9. Thy wrath has come. The fulfillment of this passage in, is found in Revelation 20 and 8, where the fire of God comes down and consumes everything. Verse 19, did you know there was a literal temple in heaven? Ezekiel 25 and verse 40. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana. Talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.